Welcome to Grace Point Church Podcast. We proclaim Christ crucified and uphold him as the only hope for the fallen world. On today's episode, you will hear from Reverend Harrison Mungai. Reverend Harrison is the lead pastor at Grace Point Church. Good morning and welcome to Christian Living on Fridays. My name is Harrison and I normally do this blog um, on Fridays, this podcast. And our focus here uh, on Christian Living on Fridays is on three main areas. We think theology, we think politics, we also think culture. Last Friday was more of a um, theological topic, thinking around uh, the whole question of following Jesus, which seems to be our thematic emphasis for this year. We do want to uh, count the cost to remember that it, uh, actually it's costly to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Today I'd like to think a little bit about politics and particularly think around leadership. Uh, this is a crucial year for all of us in Kenya as we will be calling into office, or rather we will be electing into office um, leaders across all levels of our political um, leadership, whether we're from MCAs, Member of County Assembly, uh, moving on towards the uh, Member of Parliament, moving on towards the um, Governor and also the Senator, the Woman Representative, and then, of course, the presidency, which is the president, together with his deputy. So obviously, a very um, would be a very potentially very anxious time for Kenya. We have not always had the best of um, times whenever there are elections in this country, because we are very much ethnically charged and mobilized along ethnic lines. And oftentimes, that this can be a very ugly time for Kenya, all the way back from 1992 to 1997, the crashes. Perhaps the only uh, peaceful transition we had was in 2002. That was 20 years ago. So it's usually a very difficult time for us. We do need to pray and actually also to act and to preempt uh, potential causes of tension. Um, may the Lord help us in all these things. But as we think leadership as Christians, what, what ought to guide our thinking? How do we think about leadership? You know, and, and I've been wrestling with this question for a long time, and especially as I have been involved in a, an organization that seeks to promote faithful Bible teaching and servant leadership, wanting to talk about godly biblical leadership. And it, it's a question that you know, we've been thinking about for many years. What does that look like? What's the... Uh, right framework of thought, what characteristics should be looking out for, what makes a good biblical leader. And you know, leadership cuts across all parts of you know our human experience. Really. It's not just the political leadership, even though the political leadership is the most visible. There is also, of course, organizational leadership where we are, local leadership, family leadership. And in fact, to some extent, although this has been debated by many even personal leadership is a sense in which um, we are to lead our lives in a in a particular way, and, and that just means taking certain decisions, certain actions, really that uh, uh, point to some leadership of our lives and of our stewardship of uh, ourselves as, uh, as individuals. So, really, leadership is not just out there; it's not just what we look for in others. 
but it's actually in here. It is right here uh, in my own space, in your own space, at home, wherever you are, in your organization, in your small business, in your big business, wherever you are, leadership cuts across the entirety of the human experience. And so it's it's an important question then to, to ask ourselves, how do we think about leadership? And, and in today's session, you might see um, a little bit of, 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 of an overlap between leadership, that is sort of politics, and also um, theology, how we understand. Because theology, although people think of that word as kind of old and, and distant and abstract, actually it's, it's the underpinnings, so or it's sort of the framework that, that actually lies beneath the actions. And we must never ignore that. It is like the, the steel that is usually beneath the concrete. The only reason that concrete is able to um, sort of stand is because there is some steel needed. And that steel is very, very important. It's a structural framework beneath. And I'd love to say how we think about leadership, particularly our theological views of that, affect how we think or how even we choose leaders. Uh, if we think that we owe their responsibility or they owe uh, their responsibility to their ethnic communities, then we have overly ethnicized politics. If, if, we, if we think that the, the leader ought to be a big man, ought to be uh, this um, chief who has total, absolute, totalitarian control, because we think that's what a leader should be, then we would not be surprised and we are likely to call into office those who uh, exhibit those kind of uh, characteristics. So I think it's important to do a bit of a check of our a theological understanding uh, of leadership. And so I might do a number of say, you know, a number of sessions on this, maybe not continuously, but you know, maybe once a month over the coming six months or so, uh, to think about a question that uh, has been in my heart for a long time: a biblical theology of leadership. And I'll start off, of course, with where we should always start, which is Genesis one and two, of course, to think about leadership or, you know, an understanding of leadership from a biblical theology point of view. So this is, this is really watered down. This is not academic. This is really for you on the pew or on the plastic seat right here at Grace Point Church or for the student in a, you know, in a hostel or in a dorm somewhere listening to this over their phone. So it's not a scholarly approach. It's not academic. This is very, very practical and um, shared from a place of um, pastoral care and concern, and actually with the name of growing us in our understanding. So how should we think about um, leadership from a point, from a biblical point of view? Let's read the words of Genesis chapter 1, and I'm going to skip a few verses, but let me read verse 1 um, to 3. And then I'm going to skip over to verse 26. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. 
and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. And God blessed them. And God said, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God said, 29, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that's on the face of the earth, and over every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw that everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. There was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth was finished, and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. I hope we never get tired of ever reading this creation story. And not just reading it, but actually also in believing it. And because today we are thinking about um, uh, leadership, we just draw up um, one very important lesson that we notice here, and it is that God is the creator. In the beginning, God, that's what we read in verse 1. I think our thinking about leadership ought to look at the ultimate king, the eternal king, the uncreated king, the one who causes everything and yet he himself is not caused by anything. We cannot think of existent, existence outside of the framework of God. This ought to be the very beginning, a recognition of the sovereignty, the wonder of God himself as the ultimate cause, the very beginning of all things. In other words, as we think about leadership very practically, we ought to be thinking, where does this person understand that the rule, authority, power, the ability to create and cause things to be in existence come from? Do they defer to the Lord God Almighty? Because when you realize that God is King, He is the ruler, and that He is the giver of all things, then your heart almost certainly ought to be led towards worship. I like it how in this country, Kenya, we have a national anthem that actually begins with a recognition of the Almighty God 
and it calls, O God of all creation. Now, that's an important foundation for our nation. Like first, it will remain like so as our national anthem into the hundreds of years to come with the long Paris. That God is the ultimate beginning of all things. He is the foundation of all things. And this is not just uh, because the Bible teaches that. Actually, even we as a people, from our own understanding, traditional back, background, there is a, a recognition of God across all the communities in Kenya, or I think 42 or 45 of them, and even wider afield in the continent of Africa. There is a recognition that God is the ultimate king. He is the creator. It is not debated. It is not argued. It is not something that one just comes up with. It is an understood idea that God is the king, which I think is important. And it should not be given lip service just because somebody uh, seems to say that, yeah, I think there ought to be much deeper commitment than just a lip service. The leader's life, the leader's um, priorities, you know, they are, even their words ought to reflect that God is the king and they are not ultimately the king. Whatever office they hold, would that be an MCA, would that be an MP or a woman representative, would they be a senator, the president or the deputy, they all ought to recognize God is the king. And indeed, um, that needs to be reflected, how they treat other people, how they view life, how they treat the weak and vulnerable in the society. Those are really the indicators of whether they recognize the kingship of God, the sovereignty of God. So that's an important question. We will look at some more uh, in the coming weeks. But let's begin from there. Does your leader recognize the authority? the power, the majesty, and the rule of God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, please give us leaders this year 2022 after your own heart. Leaders who recognize that you are the leader. You are the one who created everything. You are the one who caused everything into existence. And therefore, you deserve the worship you are the one who rules, and therefore we should defer to you. Please grant that uh, there would be such a generation of leaders for Kenya. And we ask this not just for the country, but also for our lives, for our homes, for our churches, for our businesses and organizations. And even we ourselves grant that we would be those leaders who recognize your rule. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Gracepoint Church Podcast. For more information and for past episodes, please check our website gracepointchurch.org. Please join us again on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays to listen to another new episode. Goodbye.